next speaker that we have is Lucas. He is the CMO of uh, SmartLook, and he'll be talking about B2B SaaS market. Yeah, thanks for having me uh, here on this uh, wonderful B2B Emplace event. Uh, I'm happy to present you today uh, about a little bit about uh, B2B SaaS marketing. Sure. Uh, my name is Lucas Maynard. I'm the CMO of SmartLook. Quickly about me. Uh, I've started in online marketing in 2007. Uh, then I went to B2B offline. After that, I run some PPC campaigns for B2B, uh, B2C software. So I know the software from 2011. And then I went to Kentico CMS. It's an enterprise B2B solution. And from 2016, SmartLook started. 2017, I joined. And till today, we had uh, almost 300,000 uh, registrations so far. And SmartLook got an investment to K uh, dollars, and we are now already on almost 2 million ARR. Uh, SmartLook is a qualitative analytics for website apps and app games. Uh, we are doing visitor recording, so you see all the vid visitors on your website, in your app, or even in your Unity game or other games. And we have for sure heat maps, event tracking, funnels, so you can really quickly uh, solve problems on your website or app. And also there is a whole user journey and you can have segments. We are recording 700 million users monthly. We have 60,000 active customers, uh, which we gained in 50 months. And you can see some customers down there, Biometrics, Fiverr, Home Credit in India, Hostinger, All Events, and some others. Uh, the hard thing today in B2B SaaS, it's getting harder and harder because there are more solutions out there which uh, all use the same channels and want to try uh, to get the attention of the users. So that's really uh, getting more hard and uh, only 4% of all B2B SaaS solutions are gaining to 1 million ARR. Only 0.04% are getting to 10 million. So we are on the way to that, but uh, you can see that not many are uh, on this way and it's really not an easy game. So I wanted to think uh, for all, this is more an overview today. This is from a three and a half hour presentation I do on marketing festivals. Uh, but to think a little bit uh, for the beginning, like it's really important that your effort uh, for the customer uh, should be really low and the impact should be really high for your customers. So they will be able to try or buy your product. Uh, also important is price versus complexity uh, and I give you here some recommendation. Uh, if your price is high and the complexity is also high, you should have like POCs uh, uh, for your customers that it's possible to make POCs. You need sales, you need customer success, consultants. Uh, if the complexity is getting lower, uh, you need less things, but it's really good to think about your customers in mind that they need to have outcomes from your uh, solution. 
So this is really important uh, to think about that. Uh, one of the main metrics I always measure and I'm always after behind, it's like customer acquisition cost versus customer lifetime value. Uh, it should be one to five, uh, one to three. We are at one to three up to one to five. So that's really good. And I've uh, found here some examples like uh, what we are doing to optimize it. Like for customer acquisition cost, it's really good to have marketing automation in mind. Uh, it's really good to have some automated onboarding uh, that helped, for example, Smartlook really a lot. Uh, we have launched one and a half year ago a mobile uh, uh, analytics solution. And in the beginning, we had only 20% user adoption rate, and we have scaled it to more than 40%. So that's really good to lower your CAC. And also, you can do A-B testing a lot that, that should uh, lower your CAC. And the most important thing is like measuring every channel uh, which you are using and try to optimize it. Uh, for the other side, the customer lifetime value, you should add really solutions to your SaaS platform. Uh, if you talk to your customers, add functionalities, uh, have customer success. Uh, they are really increasing your customer lifetime value and also finding, and that's connected to, to your channels, to finding the right customers. Uh, one of the most important things also, in my opinion, uh, I want to stress out is like uh, that there is a shortlist. The higher uh, your solution is priced, the more people will search for alternatives. So uh, if you, are, you, you have a big, huge competitor, uh, really go and be everywhere where people are searching for alternatives that you end up on the shortlist. 72% of buyers will expand their shortlist by searching uh, other suppliers. And it's like really, really good. You can see it on the left side, 85% uh, have on the shortlist three or more products, uh, two or more products. So that's really a good strategy and a low cost strategy in the most cases. So uh, that, that will help. Uh, this is my SaaS growth pyramid. Uh, in every case, it's a little bit different. This is like how it worked for us out. I hope it can help you. But in some cases, if uh, we, for example, we are in an industry which is really well known. So PR for me is like on the later stage. Uh, in the first stages, it's to get traction, uh, generating reviews, optimize your onboarding, working on PR and influencer marketing, and then go to the big analysts like Gartner, Forrester, and then every niche will be other uh, vendor analysts who, uh, who are researching your area. Uh, for the traction, you have here some sites. Uh, you can look at it after in the presentation I will share. Uh, these sites are really have helped us to get uh, some traction in the beginning and in the most cases for free. So this is something you can look out for your company also. Uh, and then the cool thing is if you are adding solution to your SaaS platforms, 
the uh, the game starts from uh, from new, and you can uh, you can do the same thing like in a new category, generating reviews as an example. Uh, if you want to see our onboarding, how it worked for us, here's a smart look for one month for free for all B2B Bingo users. Uh, so you can look at it and check it out how we did this onboarding. Thank you very much. And I really welcome your questions. Looking forward to it. Hey, Lucas, thank you so much. It was a great presentation. <laughs> uh, I'll take up the questions uh, now. And uh, okay, let me start with this. Lucas, how different... Are you with full story, uh, mixed panel, and amplitude? That's the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great question. Uh, we are combining these uh, solutions. That means, like, there is a mixed panel and full story, and we, we are adding like event tracking, and we want to be in future platform agnostic. That means, like, if you have a TV app or if you have an app for uh, for a smartwatch, we want to be anywhere with session recording and combine this both solutions. Uh, that's our plan for now. <laughs> sure. So uh, the next question is, has marketing pivoted for startups? Uh, uh, great question. For, for now, um, we are seeing like uh, now it's coming back. Uh, a lot of there are really good uh, case studies out there from Trust Radius on the vendor blog, and also Gartner has some uh, good informations. Uh, it's we are seeing it, it's coming back. Uh, a lot of bigger clients freeze their decision for now. Like we lost, I think, for more than forty uh, huge deals. Uh, but they will hopefully open again after after next month. Uh, but we have seen a slightly decrease in the last months. But the cool thing is, I from my perspective, like uh, the the more people are shopping online, and that's happening now, uh, the more people need a solution like us, like SmartLook. Got it. Got it. The next question that we have is, uh, the question is, we are in SaaS product in sales niche. Uh, given the situation, what channels should we focus on? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Uh, maybe, maybe you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I can look at your specific case. Uh, as mentioned before, this was only from three and a half hours. Like, uh, one of the good channels I can recommend is like Quora. Quora has Quora ads, so you can try this. You can try to be there organically. Um, it's, it always depends like what's your case. Uh, I don't want to make random recommendations from here from my point of view. <laughs> Got it. Next question is, uh, podcasts seem to be a, a new rage in this marketing era, right? Uh, should mm -hmm. we do one? Mm -hmm. As a, that's also a good question. Like, uh, look at your space. Uh, if all of your competitors are doing podcasts, then I wouldn't recommend it. Um, if, if there is potential and nobody is doing that and you have the right contacts uh, who you could ask to be on a host uh, who has followers, then it makes really a lot of sense. Um, and like, I think... Uh, it's now 
Uh, we had this COVID phase uh, that a lot of webinars happened, a lot of people listened to podcasts, but it will go down again in, in the next week because people are over-contented. Um, and then, then you have maybe time to plan it uh, and do it like really well in the future. So uh, maybe that's my recommendation, yeah, from my point of view. Next question is from Vimal. He asks, how should one approach marketing to small and medium businesses compared to marketing to enterprise companies? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a really good question. And it's, the more you are getting to the enterprise, the longer the sales cycle is. Uh, and the more content you need to, uh, to prove it to the right people that you are the right solution. Um, for SMB, SMBs are acting really differently. And that's the playbook, I think, of 2020. Um, we, we started the same. We started as startup and we were acquiring a lot of F SMBs uh, back in 2016 and 2017. And our main channel was Facebook ads. That worked for us really, really good. And we were acquiring like 500, 600 signups per day. We had like a conversion rate 50, 60% on our landing page. That helped really a lot. Um, but the harder part is like today, all the channels, as mentioned before, all the channels are really, really stressed by a lot of competitors. Uh, so it's getting harder today. And I think it's really the playbook of today that you had to start with SMB if you don't have the huge money, use them to, uh, to generate your word of mouth, to, to start as the growth pyramid showed, to start uh, getting reviews, to start to get mentions anywhere and like reach out to the right journalists, to the right, right websites, blogs, to the right overview sites, uh, which are mentioning your competitors and be there presented. Uh, for every price. That's that's really important. Got it. Got it. Uh, so yeah, Zakir writes here that he would like to connect with you, Lucas. So yeah, Zakir, you can connect with him uh, on LinkedIn and uh, with any queries with respect to SmartLook. He has, I guess, some with respect to SmartLook for an enterprise. Do connect with him, Zakir, uh, and he'll be open to answering your questions if you have any. Yeah, thank you. Okay, uh, so moving on to the next question, uh, Lucas, how should we think about allocating the marketing budget to different activities and resources? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very hard and tough question. It depends. Uh, it depends really. Uh, and like my recommendation is really look at your customer acquisition cost versus the customer lifetime value by channel and uh, always test a new channel once by time, uh, take enough money for this channel, invest there, and then look backwards what it did for one market. Yeah, if, if you take only one market and uh, penetrate it by one channel, then you can really measure like your growth over the one market. Uh, that's really, I think the approach, the best approach you can do. Uh, it depends, like if you have huge money, then you can do better things, but this is like for small money. <laughs> got it, got it. So uh, the next question we have, uh, Lucas, is how to set marketing goals for your SaaS? Like where do we start? Sorry, again? So they ask how to set marketing goals for your SaaS? 
Mm-hmm. So where should we start with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not the biggest fan of marketing goals. Um, I'm more like, okay, let's try this and uh, compare to results from the past and like try uh, what we can do here and be agile and really fastly. Uh, if you have enough data, like from one channel, let's say 2,000 visitors, then move on as fast as you can, as you see like bad results or good results compared to other channels. Uh, I'm, I'm not the fan of the goals when every month this has to be or that has to be. Like for example, we have started with, um, with 500 signups per day. And today we have like something in between 100, 200 signups per day. And that's enough because the signups are really better be than the signups before we started uh, with the SMB. So really t- take in mind like every goal can be bullshitted. Uh, so if if I only take signups, then I can scale it up to 1000, but it brings me nothing in the end. Like really think about like in your case, what's what's the most important and where you see the best results in long term. Okay, uh, so the next question that I have is, uh, does having a free plan or discounts change the perception of our product or brand? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good plan, I, uh, good uh, question. I, I like um, I like to give something for free. It worked really well for us in the first year. We were like the first year only for free solution um, because because we were like a really small tool. Now today we are already a platform, and this for free worked for us really well to get word of mouth to get the first uh, users, and this was really good for us. Um, I think like, as I showed in the, in, on page six, you should really think about your special case again, like how is, uh, how, what does it bring to the user and uh, what's the outcome for your user and how is complexity against price? Uh, so uh, free, free trial is more for the enterprise uh, where it's really complex and uh, needs needs more time, and uh, freemium is really where you like people can uh, self-service buying. So this is really helping more for self-service freemium. Okay, so the next question that we have is: Can we use Partlook data for retargeting campaigns in some way? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, Google wanted to have this with us, uh, but we have decided for not now, not now, not to do it. Uh, it's it's because we don't we are we are still like not a super huge company, so we have focused on something else. Mm, not yet. <laughs> okay, got it. Uh, so the next question that we have uh, is: Do you advise on running cold email campaigns? Hmm. Uh, that's something we really are working on that. Um, I, I really recommend to have a growth hacker in your team. Uh, we have, we have one person, uh, who's helping us with that and, uh, we are working on that, but it's not our main focus or to inbound. And, uh, we are trying, we are playing around with it. 
one of our competitors is doing with it very well. So I think like it makes sense a lot. Uh, but the, you need a higher price um, because it's a longer process. Got it. Got it. Yes, I agree. Uh, so the next question we have is, I think I'll take this up as a final question. Uh, mm -hmm. So what are the top three factors should one consider before preparing a GTM strategy for a SaaS product? Mm -hmm. Yeah, what are the top three factors? I think there are more than top three. <laughs> um, yeah. And to, to be honest, I'm not sure now what to answer. There, there are a lot. It's not, it's, it's not an easy one. <laughs> Reach out to me on LinkedIn. I, I can advise like for a speci special case. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so I think we will take up one more question here. Uh, mm -hmm. So our lead to sale conversion is not the best, but it's pretty decent. Should we focus on correcting that right now or increase the top of the funnel for now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it depends really uh, on your actual, actual numbers. That's really important. Always look at your actual numbers. And uh, like uh, we have a really good uh, from conversion to 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 paid rate that's really good but uh we have found out we have to uh help more customers to understand the product even better and that's what we are working on actually it's it depends every time like in which state you are how many people you have in which in which uh uh in which um in which teams you have them it's so complex, not, not an easy one to answer. <laughs> got it, got it. Uh, so the next question is a pretty interesting one that I got. How did you grow so fast despite having so much competition, especially coming from new ones like Hotjar? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the demand is really growing also. We have the luck that the demand is growing on the market and uh, you can say uh, there, there are so many factors. We, we had the luck that Facebook ads worked for us. As I mentioned before, we had like uh, 500, 600 signups per day from Facebook ads. So we grew our word of mouth really a lot. And that helped also a lot, in my opinion, really good. Uh, and Today, yeah, it's it's not it's not an easy one to to say, but I think the demand demand is high. A lot of people have the problem. Um, we we are smart look with the blue logo and blue logo. You know uh, what does it mean? And um, yeah, I think uh, it's always it, it's always also luck. <laughs> got it. Got it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lucas. It was uh, great having you for the session and it was a very, very insightful one. Uh, mm -hmm. We would actually, like, I would actually personally like to go through all these uh, presentation sheets and I would like more from your side. The all three and a half hour session that you were talking about, I re would really <laughs> like to go in deep and understand that. But thank you so much again for joining us, Lucas. It was thank great you very having much. you. Uh -huh. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you for watching the recording. Do check us out at Amber's B2B Binge for more such killer content. Also, don't forget to go to www.amplis.com and book your free demo for Amplis Enterprise version to rate your next customer.